Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Michaela and I'm Jonna. And today, Jonna, they look so. Hello. Today. <laughs> and today we thought we'd have our husbands join us for comedic relief. So introduce yourselves. I'm Ryan. I'm Jonna's husband. Yeah, that one's mine. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Gavin, and uh, I am Michaela's husband. Cool. Nice to meet y'all. Um, today we're gonna be talking about young marriage and like why we got married young and the benefits and the pros and cons to that. So basically, we're just gonna jump right into some like a little Q and A with them, and they're each gonna give us an answer to our questions. Um, so do you want to start with the first question? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's provide backstory first. Oh. Like how. Gav, how did you and Michaela meet, and uh, when did you get married, and all that, and how long have you been married? So Michaela and I met, we met for the first time in 20, I don't know if we met, but I saw her for the first time in, was it 14 or 15? I think it's 15. I think it was 15. I was, yeah, it was 15. 2015, during the summer, I was working <clears throat> as uh, at Camp Tadmore that I'm sure you've talked about on the podcast before. I think so. Yeah. I was working there and Michaela was visiting that year as a counselor. And so she walked in to, there's this little building um, called Lakeside Dining or like Lake, not Lakeside, Evergreen Lodge that we all like do our first team meeting at every week. And Michaela walks in and I was like, that is a beautiful woman. And Y'all want to hear the tea though? He was dating someone else. At the yeah. Time. And so th- that's actually part, I was about to say that in my head. I'm like, wow, that's a beautiful woman. I hope the best for her. God bless her because I was dating someone else and I'm like, a, I'm, I'm, I'm like a really committed dude naturally. So I was like, wow, pretty girl. Cool. That's like, actually just, also what I thought when I saw you first is, wow, pretty girl. Okay, pretty cool. Okay, cool. So, like, so, like nat- so just in my head, that's what I was thinking. Um, and I don't, I, I think we talked maybe once or twice that summer, but then fast forward the next year, I was still dating the same girl. A couple years later, we started dating um we were both single at the time uh for the first time in a while usually we came to camp we were both dating someone else then in 2017 we were both single and it worked out we started dating uh we got engaged six months later Uh, i was home on uh christmas leave because i was at itb training with the marines uh we got engaged with the marines yeah (laughs) Marines. i had to make fun of that you're fine and then we got in uh we got married a year and a half later in june of 2019. sick beautiful all right now ryan oh gosh tell your story do you even do you even know probably not (laughs) so the day we met the day was june 16th the sun was high (laughs) i'm kidding i was like what's it really I think so, it's July, baby. No, it's either one San of the J, one of the J months. Anyway, the uh, they fall back to back. That's confusing. Anyway, um, it, we were in San Francisco. Both of us were uh, seniors at the time in high school. It was 2016. Um, we were both going to be exchange students over in Spain. So the company that we are going through, Rotary, shout out to Rotary, was sending two students at a time to San Francisco that were going to Spain on their exchange trip. And so the two of us were sent together, pretty much. Uh, We spent the whole day in San Francisco getting our visas. Afterwards, we went to a tea shop. We spent, I can't tell you how many hours inside of it. 
Um, pretty much drinking tea. Neither of us are tea drinkers. Sparks either. were flying though. <laughs> the chemistry. Well, well, there was chemistry, but there was also another boy involved at the time. Uh, With she Ryan. Was, she was in a relationship. <laughs> uh, which I was not. Um, and so I was, I was interested. Obviously, you know, you show respect and you don't make a move on someone that's in a relationship. And so I gave it some time. And as in time, I mean like a year. Um, come November, I we have the both of us had been living in Spain for a few months at this point, and we contacted each other via WhatsApp. Um, pretty much just to be like, hey, how you doing? How's your year going? How's your family? Um, how's Spain treating you anyway? Um, so we both contact each other. Uh about three days into conversing casually, I slid in the question of like, oh hey, how are you and your boyfriend? And she responded with, good. And then I casually just kind of slid on out of conversing with her um, via WhatsApp. <laughs> I had no idea. It was kind of like a play on uh, like, hey, are you in a relationship? But it took three days because I was kind of nervous uh, with with her because I was very interested. Um, and then fast forward months later, um, we were about to go on a trip with all the exchange students throughout like 13 countries in Europe. And she was still in the relationship and I knew that and I respected it. Um, but we, we kind of grew a relationship. We rode on the bus together throughout Spain. We, or correction, sorry. We went, rode on the bus together throughout Europe. Um, we saw some of the most like beautiful places together um but we we grew that friendship beforehand before we had that relationship we weren't trying to impress each other we were just trying to kind of enjoy our time and and be friends at the time so we got back from spain and we officially started courting on the 4th of july we decided to go to the rodeo and we had a grand old time there and then we officially started dating like september um yeah september 4th and on my third attempt of asking her to be my girlfriend, she finally said yes. So, I love it. Okay, so let's go into our second question. Um, how did you know that they were the one for you? That's, that's pretty easy for me because Jonna, or Jay as you'll probably hear a lot because that's what I call her, asks me questions like this pretty often. And so <laughs> for true. me... I don't know. I don't know exactly where I was or what I was doing, but I was really thinking about the two of us and just kind of digesting like the thought of our future and everything like that. And I really thought about like, can I live my life without her? And do I want to live my life without her? And at that point, I realized like she was kind of everything that I had in my future that was uh guaranteed pretty like not like guaranteed i don't want to say like i had you at that moment but like it was the thing in my future that i i I didn't know what what college i want to go to i didn't know what i wanted to do with my future but i knew i wanted her in it no matter where i was going so to answer i don't know where i was or what i was doing but that was my thought process that's so cute yeah it's kind of hard to follow up geez (laughs) yeah so for me with michaela uh, the moment that I knew she was the one was we, so like we pretty much went into the summer of 2017 at Tadmore knowing that we were like 
you know, we were with each other or whatever. It wasn't official till like till July 4th. But uh, the thing with Michaela that, that made me realize she was the one was that she wasn't embarrassed to be seen with me. Like she was excited to say that like, yeah, we're together, we're dating or whatever. Like she actually, she, she wasn't afraid to tell people that she was with me and that she was mine and I was hers in that instance. And so like that to me personally was like a big deal because I had never really, I had never been with anyone you know, before that, who, who wasn't afraid to say like, yeah, that's my boyfriend over there. I'm, you know, I'm. You've had that in the past. Sorry. Like your ex, your ex-girlfriends would like be embarrassed, like wouldn't want to. Yeah. So like Janelle, one of my, my, my. Are we name dropping in this podcast? Okay. Sorry. Reset. Hold on. This can go anywhere in the podcast, but Ryan, are you really wearing my socks right now? Yeah, I am. I hate you. So. Um, one of my longer term girlfriends before Michaela, like for some reason for her, it was a big deal that we not at all, like make it a huge ish sort of public thing. Like us sitting, she posted about you all the time. She posted about me a lot, but for some reason us sitting next to each other at church was a big deal. Like holding her hand was a big deal. I know that's like one of the most simplest things in the entire world, but that was like a really big thing for me. And then also the fact that you stuck with me, like you came to my boot camp graduation, you know, and we only started dating like a month before I went to boot camp, <laughs> you know, yeah, so like so we had like a month in person and then we wrote letters to each other for three months. And then you showed up with my parents and with your parents and with your brother and sister-in-law, like, yeah. Like we weren't married, we had barely been together for four months, and like from the get go, a lot of support and a lot of stuff that really just showed me that you were the one for me, yeah. which was really cool. Not to interrupt you or anything, but if you're in a relationship and you want to know if things are legit, like separate from each other for three months, have no contact yeah. like via phone or anything like that, and write letters to each yeah. other because that will like definitely. That's, One, make yeah. you realize what you're missing, and two, like make you realize mm-hmm. if it's real or not because it's easy not to write back. Basically, if you're doubting your relationship, just join the military and see if you make it through the first six or months not. and you're good. Or just, <laughs> no, or not. Don't do that. If you're in a relationship and people have doubts about it that are outside of the relationship, just do not let that weigh in on what you're doing because um, I went to... I went to boot camp with a gentleman um, who was in a relationship with a girl for pretty much like four or five years at that point. And I actually flew out from Oregon with him. And I remember him talking about her before we even landed in San Diego and just being like, this is the one, she's the one for me. This is the strongest relationship. And here we are like weeks into boot camp, not even like a month at this point. And the, the guy's written her, I would say, I don't know, eight letters. And he has yet to receive any. And I just remember like always getting mail at the end of the night and his name not being called off. That is so and heartbreaking. You were one of those guys who got mail every single night? No, I wasn't. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> nobody likes those guys. I got those on like Monday with my dad filling me on what happened on Sunday for football. Gotcha. Here comes month, I would say possibly two. And finally, this guy's name's read off, and his face light, like lights up. He's stoked. He gets a letter from her, and he pretty much like as happily as possible starts reading this thing. And come to find out, 
she's in another relationship. She doesn't want to be a part of him. Um, she doesn't want to see things any further than where they are. And it just destroyed him. Okay, so now we're going to segue into the next question. Um, what was the biggest surprise in marriage? This could be like a good thing or something that you had walked into marriage, like having previous like expectations and it didn't wasn't necessarily true. Like what really surprised you? The biggest surprise for me was that, yes, the title changes, but your relationship does not. You shouldn't be at that point in your relationship to where you're like, I want to marry this girl and you're pursuing her. But you also, like, stop that once there's a ring on it and you're, like, officially married. I don't know. Like, people are so scared. They get engaged and then they stay engaged for multiple years. And they're so scared to, like, officially get married. But for me, like, and if you're one of those people, like, nothing against you. You know, every relationship is different. But for me, I'm like... Why, why is there that fear? Like, if you're engaged, you're making that commitment to where, like, you and I are in the process of planning our marriage. You know that I want to be with you. You want to be with me, you know, for the rest of time. And people stress so much about that title of husband and wife that they, like, think it's going to change their relationship. I feel like your mindset going into a relationship and how you want to pursue things, like, changes how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. And like your individuality, like I felt I had become the best possible version of myself going into being in a relationship. Like I was as me as I could get in that moment. And I feel like if I had felt like I wasn't who I wanted to be yet, then I might not be as ready. I was also surprised by how little changed from dating to being married. Like the only real change was, you know, okay, now we have the same bank accounts and we live together. Yeah. But like our phone bills the same. Yeah. So like logistically, like I had always the living with you part, love it. I have no complaints because I always dreamed of it. But financially and things like that that you know, the mundane parts of every day. Like I expected to dread them, but I honestly was pleasantly surprised that I enjoy like doing those things with you, like grocery shopping and planning like little projects around the house and stuff like that. That surprised me because everybody makes it sound like once you get married, it's not all fun and games. And like it is and it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Gavin. Gavin. Yeah, so not to like piggyback super hard or anything, but I think the thing that about marriage that has always surprised me was that everyone always, like you guys said, everyone always says like you get married and everything changes, like the dynamic between you and your spouse is completely different, like blah, 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 this and that. But for me, like I've always thought that if like if anything changes, and I mean anything changes, between when you and your spouse get married, then there's something fundamentally wrong with your relationship. Like I've always thought that the most significant part 
of a marriage is that you guys signed a paper that says you guys are in it together. And now the local government now says that your guys are in it together, you know, because I've always been like, if your relationship isn't like good to go and whatnot before you get engaged and then get married. And then all of a sudden you get married and then it's like super serious. And now you take it seriously. Then like, you probably should have made some more commitments and done some more thinking before you got married. And so for me, like the thing that's always surprised me about the concept of marriage in general is that people don't start taking stuff seriously until they get married, you know? And like, if you look at the most successful relationships that are out there and and like the people who have, who are widely uh, regarded as the ones who have done it the best, you know, those are the people who have, who have known what's going on before they get married. And then when they get married, there's not a whole lot that has gone on that's actually changed the dynamics between the relationship. So for me, like the most surprising part about marriage has been how like when Michaela and I got married, like not a whole lot changed, you know, like we knew what our relationship was about before we got married. Um, and then we got married. And then the biggest thing that changed was that we lived in the same house, like nothing about how we interacted with each other really was affected. Um, like, yeah, we joined bank accounts and stuff, but that was pretty much the biggest financial shift, you know, like we both pretty much did the same things and acted the same way that the main difference is that we saw each other a lot more. And so the thing that surprises me the most in general is that how I see how people like literally think that marriage is like the biggest thing that can change your life. When in reality, it really doesn't make that big of a difference. But if it does make that big of a difference, then like there's probably something about your marriage that you should, you should yeah. evaluate, you know? Um, I'm just going to add in real quick. I think like, I think a lot of young women kind of idolize marriage in general and, like, even – I'm not going to lie. I totally did. Even, like, 17, 18, like, when I was pretty young in high school, I was just, like, I can't wait till I'm married and I have my person every day and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I'm not here to be, like, the downer and be, like – you know what I mean? It just, it's, it just feels normal. Like, it feels natural and it's not, like – I never want to make Gavin, like, an idol in my life because he's going to disappoint me. And, like, as great as marriage has been and, like, exceeded my expectations and everything – it's still like, I don't know. I never want to idolize this union because something in reality, something could happen to one of us. And like, I don't know. I don't know where I was really going with that. But anyways, yeah, something like, I just don't think it's a good idea to idolize the idea of marriage in general. So like something that surprised me is how normal like it feels. Like I'm just like living every day with my best friend. It doesn't feel like mm -hmm. hallelujah. Like I finally made it to this, like the highest point of my life. Like it just feels like normal. Like, yeah. I don't know. And let me real quick before I know, I know Ryan and Johnny, you guys want to get some stuff in. But so, well, real quick. So, so I know that, um, the first couple weeks of our marriage, I'm not going to lie, were tough. And like, I mean, like tough, you know, because like there was an, so not to mention the first day we got to our house that we had bought before we got married um, in 29 Palms, like we got here and everything was broken and like the house was not comfortable to live in and it was just rough, you know, it was it, we got to the house, it was like eight or 9 PM. The sun was still out cause we live in the high desert and it was like, the house was 95 degrees. Oh my gosh. And I was miserable. I was crying. I literally said, I don't want to be here. I want to go back it home. It was within the first couple <laughs> hours of being in our new home. And Michaela's like, I don't want to be here. Like we paid some people to come out here and fix some stuff. And then like our house is now a little bit more livable. Like something else comes up and then it's the same thing, you know? So like there was definitely a learning curve and everything. So like, I guess for the younger people out there, like I'm going to say it, 
marriage does not fix everything. Like you think that you can muscle through hard stuff in your relationship and you think that you can just get through it and put that ring on it and do your ceremony that you spent so much money on and everything. And then you're going to go through the next like 80 years of life, just ha- having a great time. Like marriage does not fix all of the problems that you have. And if you don't fix those problems that you have in your dating relationship, then marriage is going to be miserable. And you, and you have to work very hard to get through that stuff. And it's not impossible. It is far from it. But the thing is you have to be willing to understand that life comes with those hard times and whatnot. And you have to be willing to put in the work to get through that. That's what I was going to say is like, if as an individual, you aren't like enough, you know what I mean? Like, like that 17, 18 year old, like, oh, I just can't wait to be married. Like, it'll be so much different when I have that person like to fulfill me almost like that. Like, if you aren't good on your own principle, like that's usually when like problems arise. Yeah, don't, don't use marriage as a bandaid. Which yeah. so many young Christian couples do, like yep. a lot of them, yeah. or so many military couples. Uh, yeah. yeah, young Christian couples yeah. and military couples. Maybe just Which? young people. <laughs> Maybe just young people. <laughs> so we're like the rarities in our um, demographic group, right? Uh-huh. You know, because yeah, we're I mean, both we, of those things, we technically. Have, we had our issues in the first like month or two months or whatever, but I, I'd say we, we figured it out. And like- but- don't, it's not just the month, first month or two. It's, it's like- first years. It's- yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's all of life. Yeah, it's all of life. That are many years into it. You have more, you have better understanding and better, um, better ways to get through things together. But the highs can be extremely high and the lows can be extremely low. But if you focus on those extremely high points and you work to always be at an extremely high point, I feel like your relationship really always kind of prevails. Does that make sense? Yeah. Something something I definitely think we should note as like both being like young married couples is like you have to accept the fact that like your spouse is going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be day one butterflies. Like that's something that I in, you know, something that I like surprised me in a bad way, right? Like I thought that we were so strong in the beginning and that we, like I had all these crazy feelings and that if life like led us to a point where we weren't there, that there was something like hugely wrong. And it's like, no, what you have to learn is that the butterflies aren't always going to be there. You should constantly be working for those things and and acknowledging that change is going to happen and that you'd rather grow together than grow apart. Like that's what makes a young married couple strong is acknowledging, okay, you're not who you were at 17 and you shouldn't be who you were at 17, right? Like you should you should be constantly growing and changing and I want to grow and change with you for the better. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's totally free. You can record and edit from your phone or computer. And Anchor distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast in one place. If we can do it, anybody can. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. 
Okay, now back to the podcast. Okay. What has been the biggest difficulty in marriage as a young man? Um, the only issues that I've ever had so far uh, in marriage are not like unique, I think. I'm pretty sure this is just a normal part of being married and doing life with someone else. But it's just realizing that you know, the hardest part for me for sure is getting home and then realizing that when I'm home, it's not like I'm at my house, like I'm at, I'm at our house and my time isn't necessarily my time. It's our time. And just being able to divide myself from the way that I used to do things. Cause there's really no way to prepare you for that. That that's the hardest part is just realizing that there's a big schedule shift that happens. I think, I think being, that's just a personality thing too. Like I'm more of like a quality time person. I think you're definitely more like words, affirmation and like physical touch. And I'm like, if I haven't had that quality time, then I don't feel close to you. Like everyone needs their alone time and they're like, Mm -hmm. you know, even in a marriage, like you need your time to be able to do like your thing and to be able to do what you want. I think it's taken a long time for me to realize that even in our marriage too, like you deserve to work out if you want to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you deserve that time to work on yourself and like even be alone and to read or whatever. And we don't need to be together all the time. Yeah. But I think the lack of quality time throughout the dating relationship and then with deployments and everything, I've been like almost like needy. Oh my gosh. Like I'm, it's almost like in the back of my mind, I'm scared that you're going to leave again. I think there's a le- an element of like almost desperation that is forced on a military marriage. The military just added added like a whole level of stress onto that. I always think like, oh my gosh, it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this difficult to be in a relationship. But then I think of all the things that have been piling up, then the stressors that we've had to deal with and that no other couple really has to deal with outside of the military. It's like, this makes sense yeah. as to why we're having these feelings, you know? For me, the uh, the hardest part about marriage so far um, I don't know, for me, for the first year and a half of my Marine Corps career and whatever time I've spent away from Jay, I have to worry about me, myself, and I. That I mean, obviously, when you're in charge of people, you have to worry about them as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like, it used to not be like, hey, I'm going here, I'll be back at this time. And then I look at my watch, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I was supposed to be back 30 minutes ago, and I lost track of time. And like now, I don't know, I just have to remind myself that. You're not the only person. Not just that, but like, it's nice for you to know. Yeah. Like you're not controlling by any means of me and my time. But like, I find myself being like, oh yeah, I'll be, I'll probably be done at like two o'clock. And then I look at my watch because I can't have my phone at work or whatever. And I see that it's 3.15 and I'm like, oh shoot, I should probably take that time even though it's 10 seconds and go tell my wife that, Hey, like I'm staying later than expected instead of being like, eh, she knows I'm at work. I don't know. I think communication for you is that you've never really communicated what's on your heart to anyone before. No. Yeah. I just don't let people in. And so for me, it's like, I have to completely be vulnerable with who I am and how I'm feeling and why I'm feeling this way. And I actually have to think about it because for me, I don't really think about what I'm feeling or how I'm feeling or why I'm feeling that way. I just kind of feel that way. But guess who does? But Jay is really, really good at it. Like, and I'm not. 
So for me, I know that she needs that from me because that's how she is as a communicator. And so she needs that part to be held up on my hand as well. You mean I'm an over-communicator, over-sharer? <laughs> okay. So now on to our final question. Uh, what advice would you give any young person that's getting married? So the best advice that I have to give is uh, premarital counseling. Great. Do premarital counseling. But understand that uh, you will need postmarital counseling more than you need premarital counseling. A story that one of my uh, my closest mentors told me was, you know, he was getting married to this girl and they did premarital counseling because most pastors want you to do that, which they should. But, you know, you go through the thing and it's easy because you're excited to get married and you're like, yes, this. Oh, I would I would worry about their needs and, and, you know, be really humble and not selfish, which everyone says so I can get through premarital counseling so I can get married. So they did that. They got married. And then the night of the wedding, they got into their first big argument and they didn't know what that was like. And so they found out pretty quickly that they needed more counseling after the fact. And that's okay. Like there's nothing like understanding that counseling isn't a sign of weakness or that you guys are flawed in any way or that, or, I mean, you are flawed, but that doesn't make you less valuable because everyone's flawed and you're going, you're going to need counseling at some point to work through your guys' stuff. I know for sure. Like for me too, like in the, in the first year I was like pretty passive before we were married. We never ran into these issues just because we weren't as close as we are today. And like, we weren't as in love as we are today. Like every day that goes by, I fall more in love with him. And I'm like, with that growth and like that increase in feelings and partnership, there's going to also be more, um, more hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You get more vulnerable. You get more like intimate like with that person, like relation, like relationally intimate. And that's when things, problems can arise. So like definitely like postmarital counseling has been a more impactful thing than premarital because we were just so excited and all the butterflies, all of those things. And then like Jonna said earlier in the podcast, you need to work for the butterflies sometimes. Um, I would rather be going to counseling and like having someone a professional kind of guide us and help us like to work on things that we want to personally like be better at for the other person. Like, whereas if Ryan were to just be like, well, that bothers her, but like, I don't really care because it's me, you know, I'd rather him be like, well, that bothers her and I don't really know what the problem is. So I'd rather like learn what the problem is and how to fix it. So yeah, not to be the dead horse, but people yeah. need to realize that there doesn't have to be a problem at hand to see a counselor, and it doesn't have to feel like a last effort to keep things together to see a counselor because together you can communicate with a professional there, with someone who's seen many, many couples in, in their office or whatever the situation may be before. And they understand that there are differences in how people get through things. Um, and so I, I personally think people need to realize that counseling is not a last-ditch effort. You can kind of stay ahead of the curve mm -hmm. and figure out your partner better. So, Rye, what advice would you give any young person that's getting married? Or old, I don't know. <laughs> I think 
a big thing I could pass on that I've kind of realized and began to understand. And I've heard so many people be like, oh, you're only married for two years. Like you're still in the honeymoon phase. Even like a, a gentleman I work with who's 67 years old said that to me the other day. And I, I told him that I feel like the honeymoon phase isn't a phase. It's a mindset and that it's on each person in the relationship to keep that mindset and always be striving to kind of keep things rich. Yeah. What is that? What does that look like? Um, making coffee in the morning before you go to bed. What? Wait, <laughs> what? Yeah. No. <laughs> How many have you had? You just literally had a beer. That's it. Recently, I tried. I like making coffee before I went to work while my wife Jay was still sleeping, because I have to be there at four in the morning. And yeah, I'm not getting up at four in the morning. So. And I know she loves waking up to coffee. And it's just kind of like a thought while I'm going into work that's like, it's going to be nice for her to wake up to this. You know, it's like little things like that that just kind of keep things like young and they're in your mind and you're, I don't know. So hopefully after all these questions, um, you guys have something to take away from it. And I think the last thing we want to leave you with is if you're young and married or looking to get married while young, The main thing is just to not give up on your person and to always strive to um, be selfless. I think that encompasses like honestly everything. The more selfless I am and I'm acting towards Gavin, the better our marriage is going to be and like vice versa. So thank you very much for listening to this week's segment of the mediocre life of a 20 something. Be sure to tune in next week and uh, stay subscribed by whatever means next you're week, able to. Next week, more like next month. <laughs> more like next month, but be sure this you thing. stay subscribed by whatever means necessary so you are alerted to the next episode that drops. Be sure to leave a comment if you can. I don't know if you can. Be sure to like it if you can. I don't know. Okay. Tell a friend and goodbye. Yep. Phone a friend. Good night. Good night. Bye. (laughs) Why are you incapable of ending anything without saying bye?